This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. What are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about um, choosing between IBC or the market, or is it really a choice? Well, um, let me back frame this a little bit. I was asked to, you know, if I'm doing the market right now, tell me why I should be doing IBC. That was um, the question I was asked. I don't think I did the best job of answering it. And so we get this question from people um, on the occasion. It's not often, but on the occasion. And I think that this is a, a great place um, a great topic for us to cover, go in depth on, and that way this is this is here for everybody to listen to, and uh, and be a resource out there. So, first yep. we get started, Kyle. Well, first off, we should make it clear that it's not an either or thing, or it doesn't have to be an either or thing. If you want to participate in the market, you can still do that while having an IBC policy. The only thing you have to do is you first need to, you know, capitalize your IBC policy which then allows you to borrow the funds to then um, go in the market. Yeah, because what do you have to do um, before, you, before you're able to put money in the market? You have to build up a pool of money somewhere, and then you can deploy it and put it in the market. What do you do before you pay your taxes? You have to build up money and then pay the taxes. Some people have it taken out of their paycheck, because they don't want to do that. They don't want to be the ones saving up the money to pay it all in one big chunk. And then you give an interest-free loan to the government doing that way. Absolutely, because a lot of people overpay, and then they see that paycheck back. The tax refund. The tax refund is like, oh my gosh, look at this free money I just got. No, that was just an interest-free note to the government, which, I mean, the best thing you can do, even this is not part of the subject at all, but we'll just talk about it a little bit, is if you can... um, don't do that. Don't set set it up to where you don't have to get a tax refund. Either pay it, um, pay it all at the end, or just find a way where you're not overpaying for your taxes and and have to pay in a little bit at the time you do your tax um, or yeah. get your taxes prepared. You're way better off. I mean, they're not the government's not giving you an interest free loan, so why are you giving them one? Yeah, you should have use of that money too. Why give that control over to somebody else? Yeah, exactly. Um. But, but anyways, to get back on topic, the, the whole reason what Kyle is explaining is because money has to be accumulated somewhere. What do you do when you get um, a grain check or a cattle check? You deposit it. Maybe it goes into your line of credit because you have a balance on it. You need to get that paid off. But you have to start accumulating money somewhere before you can put it into things. Or if you're operating on cash, it goes straight to the bank. Exactly. Okay. You have to build up money somewhere and then pay it into whatever it is, taxes, whether it's an investment like land or something like that, whether it's into business to expand. And that, that's why this is such a paradigm shift, because instead of putting it back into the bank account or the operating note, we're putting it into life insurance policy. And that's just hard for people to understand because it's seen as an expense instead of a deposit to where they can access that money. And then uh, that's going to grow 
to where they can access more than what they've put in there. Absolutely. It's, it's just a, like you said, life insurance is thought of as a bill. You know, that money that I send to that company, I'm not going to get to use that again. Yeah. That it, that is not my mindset at all though. I see it as I want to pay as much there as I can because I know I'm going to have more money to use than what I ever had to begin with. And there's so many more benefits that come along with life insurance that just aren't a part of this um, topic. But yeah, yep. Uh, anyway, so, you know, if you're saving up money in a bank account, that's kind of like the sinking fund method of saving up money, building up $10,000. And then at the end of the year, oh, I want to put this into whatever it is in the market, um, into real estate, whatever that is for you guys. Okay. If you use an IBC system, though, you don't have to use the sinking fund method where your account goes back down to zero and you aren't earning interest anymore. Your money stays at work for you the entire amount and you just have a collateral assignment on your cash value of your policy. All that money is still earning guaranteed interest and dividends if declared by the company. And by the way, the only dividend that isn't guaranteed is the one that the company hasn't paid yet for this year. Mm -hmm. All the dividends that have been paid in the past, those are guaranteed and can't be taken away from you. Yeah, when you look at a policy illustration, you see the guaranteed values versus the non-guaranteed values. Well, at the initial illustration on that guaranteed side is showing no dividends, worst case scenario. So each time that you get a dividend um, from each year, if you get a new policy illustration, your those guarantees, they just keep growing and growing and looking better year after year that the dividends have been received. Absolutely. Just gets better and better with time. Yep. Um. <clears throat> The next thing we should really hit on is is rate of return because this is a huge question with people. Before we do that, we should also notice though, or we should also um, talk about how you are accruing interest when you are using your cash value to invest in the market. We're borrowing um, from the life insurance company. We are going to be paying interest to them. Yes. And interest goes to the insurance company for loans. So it's not free money. Exactly. But no money is free. There is no money that's free. That's why we always talk about being an honest banker. Can you go to the banker and have them give you a 0% loan? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not magic how, yeah, if you're investing in the market and your money is still growing, it's because you didn't use your money. You use the insurance company's money and you're paying them interest. But you For get, use of their money. Exactly. But you can get to the point where you have so much um, capital built up, you just have such a large amount of money that is earning interest that the little amount of interest you're paying to the insurance company doesn't really matter. Exactly. I agree with you. And if you, if it's used for business expenses, you need to consult your accountant on this, but um, they can usually be deducted on your income taxes. So you're earning interest that isn't being taxed because cash value grows tax deferred. Mm-hmm. And you get a tax deduction for the interest that you pay. Yep. Wow. That seems good. Yep. I'd say it seems pretty <laughs> pretty good. Um Okay, now back to the rates of return. Uh I know that this is hard for people to look past. Um and you know, in the conversation I was having, the conversation was long term, you know, I'm gonna get eight, ten percent in the market. I can put this in a Roth IRA. How is this how is this strategy better than that? I don't know if I want to say that this strategy is better than that. 
But what this does and what IBC is, it's, it's about financing things. It's not about rate of return. It is about where money is flowing to, where it's going to, okay? Now, I agree. You can get some really low interest rates from equipment dealers right now. Um, lines of credit are pretty cheap right now. You can even get some pretty cheap land loans. Take advantage of that stuff if you can. You know, that's Kyle and I's mindset. Take advantage of those things. But realize that that stuff is being financed and those payments are going to somebody else. You can do something else with your money. You can put it in a Roth IRA. You can put it in a life insurance policy. But if you put it in a Roth IRA, you only have access to the principal in that, uh, in that Roth IRA. You don't have access to the growth until you're 59 and a half. Are you okay with that? Or you pay a penalty. Or you pay a penalty. You can do something with that money. And along this, this line of thinking, um, everything has to be financed, okay? So, Kyle, if I want to go out and purchase something, um, and it's an investment, let's say that it costs $100,000, and just for uh, easy math, we're going to use uh, that you're in a 30% tax bracket, okay? We're going to say that that investment grew to $200,000. So you had $100,000 growth. I realize this is a, a bit unrealistic, but we're just going to keep the math simple here, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So you had $100,000, and let's say that's the end of this investment. So you have to claim that as income. 30% of that is going to be taken by taxes. So you're only left with 70%. <clears throat> now, some people realize that you have to finance everything that you do as well. Okay, so if I have a system, a banking system set up, and I can borrow that $100,000 to invest in this, I get the same uh, $100,000 of growth, but before I pay taxes, I have an interest expense that we just talked about a little bit ago Mm -hmm. of uh, $5,000, and now I only have $95,000 that's subject to that tax. So it looks like on the surface that I had less money than you. I had $95,000 is all because I had to pay interest. But who was the banker in this scenario? You. Yes. So I earned that $5,000 in my policy. I had to pay $5,000 to the insurance company to use their money. So that's kind of a wash. But yet I have $95,000 over here. And it's only going to be, or it's going to be at a 30% tax. I'm not sure where that comes out to money-wise. But if you add up that 5000 plus this, it's more than what you received without being the banker in the scenario. Yep. Or by paying cash. Yeah. This is about financing. This isn't about rates of return. But the person who is the banker is always going to come out ahead in the rate of return game as well. Exactly. Um, I hope that made sense to you guys i realize that might have been a little bit hard to follow but either way the banker is going to come out ahead the person who's financing is going to come out ahead and you know if we look at kind of contrast what the market offers compared to what life insurance offers the market offers you a chance for outrageous um returns you know extreme returns 20 maybe more percent returns and there's people that have gotten that yeah life insurance life insurance does not offer that high 
of, you know, rate of return, but it's consistent. And it also, it gives you the three main things that I think you need to be successful. If you're a farmer or rancher, you need liquidity of money, you need control of money, and you also need guarantees so that you can keep your operation going. The market offers you none of that. You, um, you put a hundred thousand dollars in the market and then you decide I need this hundred thousand dollars to operate. You pull that hundred thousand dollars out of the market now. And if it was earning you a rate of return, it's now earning you nothing. Absolutely. And you don't know when you need to pull that money out of the market, you don't know what the value is going to be. Yeah. What if the value is down 20%, 10%, 5%, 40%? You don't know. Yeah, exactly. So there, the life insurance is a peace of mind, uh, a peace of mind tool to, you know, propel your business. It's, it's not, we tell us to people all the time that the policy itself is not going to get you rich. It's going to help you get rich. It's what you can do with the policy, what you can do with control and use of your money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, financial advisors and other people, they don't like to talk to people about how, you know, your, your greatest rate of return is in your business and in yourself. It's not in the market. There are very few times where just putting your money, you know, giving your money to financial advisor. And if they earn you somewhere between four and 10, 15%, more than likely, if you're a business owner, farmer, rancher, you're going to earn way more money you putting that in your business. That. Yeah. Easily. So, and that, that's, that's something that's not said. And it's just, oh, yeah, we hear 10%. And it's like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Maybe, maybe figure out what you're making on your, on your operation. Figure out what you made in 2020 on your money. I think it'd probably be eye-opening to you. You know, it's, it's probably better than what these average rate of returns in the market is. And that's, that's also misleading, too. That's very misleading. Another thing that life insurance doesn't have to contend with is negative years. You're always going up in value, so you don't need these 20 30% years to make up and average out at this 8 10 12% number that is often talked about in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know we keep talking about rate of return, but it, it, it's because I believe this is, this is the, the tip of the iceberg. This is what people can't get past, you know, is, is the thought of the, the thought of, well, this earns more rate of return than a life insurance policy, or it's supposed to. So that's what I'm going to do with my money. Yeah. And I, I think that is the, the thing that people cannot get past. They can't see past that rate of return number. And it's hard. I mean, you would think that if you're earning 10% in the market, you know that, well, hey, that's pretty good. But you have to realize there's other things that you can do with your money. There's opportunities that are going to arise because you have a strong cash position. By the way, if you're borrowing money from a bank or from farm credit, do they like it when you have a strong cash position, Kyle? Absolutely. Why is that? Well, you're less likely to default on any loans or any future loans. They know that you are a much safer, uh, you have a, a lower risk profile than other people just by seeing that. Yeah. That, that's huge. And it's something that's not given any, um, uh, it, it's not given any skin in the game. I'm blanking on the, the right choice of words that I want there. And you're um, also going to be and just have a better experience if you're still having to use the bank. I mean, we can't be a complete own banker in year one, year five, probably year 10. Um, so you want to keep a good relationship with the bank and the banker. And the better cash position you have or just a better 
operation position that you have, you're going to have a much better experience at the bank. Much better. What about the piece of land that comes up for sale too that you, that you aren't expecting? We don't know when these things are going to happen and when we might need a down payment. Can you use your qualified plan to do that? No. Maybe the principal, but not the growth. Exactly. That could be the difference between getting a deal done and not getting a deal done. Yeah, and I, I know it's hard for people to to save up for land, especially, you know, young farmers. It's it's very hard to to buy land. And what other way can you save up for land while also still being able to use the money in your operation? I mean, you can still use that money for operating equipment, whatever. And then that that total value is still growing for you. So it's the perfect way to save for that down payment on that piece of land. How many people uh, use a savings account because they're like, you know, I want to I want to build up some money so I'm ready for something like this. They aren't getting any growth on their money. They're probably buying term insurance because, you know, that's cheap. And so they have that extra expense when they could be just putting their money into a, a policy designed for cash value accumulation, getting way more benefit out of it, getting growth of that money so it's ready and and they have access to it when an opportunity arises. Whether that's land, whether that's business, but a big audience of ours is farmers and ranchers. And I think land is on a lot of people's mind, you know? Yeah. It, and it's hard to see it because if all your money is tied up in the market or qualified plans, you can't access it very easily. Exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's um, you know, when I work with clients... My biggest concern has nothing to do with getting them the highest rate of return possible, whether it's realistic or not. I, I am not concerned about that. What I'm concerned about is giving you control and access to the most dollars possible now and over your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, I mean access to the most dollars. We're not talking about rate of return. We're talking about the gross amount of dollars that you have access to. And Would you rather have access... To $100 or $200, Kyle? Take the 200 every day. You can't spend rate of return. No. Rate of return does not always equate to having more money. That's hard to believe, but taxes, fees, um, th- there's so many things that go into that um, that affect what those rates of return are that you might think. Penalties to use the money. And saying it's not about rate of return, it's not. we're not saying it as a cop-out. And saying, oh, yeah, you know, this, that's why you, do, you don't have Rate of this. return is important at the end of the day, but it's not the end-all, be-all. No, it's the, definitely the, not. The volume of dollars that you have access to and can use now and over your lifetime in the future as well, that is what is the biggest. In, in my mind, there is nothing that trumps that. It's the volume. And we cannot focus on rate of return in the market because we can't control what the rate of return in the market is. We also can't in the life insurance industry. We can't control what that is either. It's, you know, it depends on interest rates and other things like that, what the companies are doing. So we can't control it. We can look at historical performances, probably be close in the ballpark somewhere, but that's, it's just not the focus. Right. And, and I know I said rate of return doesn't matter. I didn't mean that as in it doesn't matter. I just meant uh, what I was trying to say is that is not what you should be focusing on. Rate of return is important. It just isn't the end-all, be-all. It's not the very first thing that I would look at. 
It's it should be one of the last things. I mean, in in the grand scale of things, like we said, you're gonna earn your rate of return on what you do with the money from the policy. Absolutely. But you gotta you gotta be getting a benefit from this too to make sense. Yeah. If it's costing you more money than what you could do with a savings account or something else, then there's no point in doing it. Right. I I completely agree with that. And that was my fault for for saying rate of return doesn't matter and what I was really meaning by that. So thank you for clarifying that. And you know, I'll be honest too with you with you guys. You know, we have people that are actively using these IBC systems. Well, they're actively putting money into them, but they're taking advantage of lower interest rates because they can get money from the insurance companies at 5% and they have lines of credit they, that they can access for 3 and 4%. That's fine. If, if you guys can take advantage of that stuff, absolutely go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. But this is a tremendous place to warehouse your wealth. Exactly. We don't know what interest rates will do in the future. We don't know if money's going to get expensive again to, to borrow. There's a so, good point, Kyle. Okay. What if, what if you have your money tied up in qualified plans? Right now, you're okay with that because it's really cheap to, to uh, borrow money. What if it isn't the same in 10 years or 15 years? but you've backed yourself into a corner because you have your money in a qualified plan. Yeah, and also, what if not only interest rates have risen, but taxes have risen too? Then you're double. (laughs) I know the word that you want to say, but we'll keep that on the podcast. (laughs) I mean, you're you're in a bad situation there. So, I mean, you you really need to think about what is important to you. Is the market important to people? Yes, it is important to some people. Some people make their living from the market. I personally have never met uh, a millionaire from the market who has made made their riches only from the market. Not saying there's no nobody to ever do that. It's just not it's not a common thing. So well, everybody likes to talk about their big wins, not their big losses, and exactly. that tends to accompany yeah, exactly <laughs> something like that. Um, but hopefully. This has been pretty valuable to you guys um, and a good explanation of, of what, you know, what you should really be thinking about. You know, it isn't IBC or the market. It, it's which one, which, how they can complement each other, how you can use IBC, how that fits in with doing the market, how IBC fits in with your business and trying to make a strategy that works for you. It's long-term thinking. Exactly. It's customized. I mean, it's, it's based on your goals, what you want to accomplish. It's not based on some one size fits all for everyone. Absolutely not. You know, and, and when we create a system to control the flow of money, that is guaranteeing you the ability to direct payments back to a system that you control, the IBC system. When you're doing that, when you're in control of capital, you're getting ahead. You're the one that's winning. Exactly. You're the one that gets to make the decisions in the future. You're the one that gets to decide, okay, I saved up $30,000, $50,000 in my policy this year. This is what I want to use that money for. Whether it's putting some money in a Roth IRA, buying a tractor, whatever it is, it's up to you because yep. you have control, access, and use of that money. Exactly. If you guys want to talk more on this or you have some questions about what we talked about today, feel free to reach out through um, social media or email or set up an IBC discovery call through our calendar link. Yeah. Uh, well said, Kyle. So I think that's all that I've got on this topic. Thanks for tuning in.
We'll see you guys next week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.